Hello? Hello. What was that all about? That's rare for seven. Seven can't join. Wait, what? Oh, he was having issues. There he is. Hi, Seven. Hello. Hi, Lido. For this episode of Iconic Chats, JT, we are going to be talking about cars. Oh, yeah. Yes. That I don't know because I'm not. Oh, well, I am a car guy, guys. but. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Wait, that's the same thing. To start this off with, let's talk about our favorite cars and whatnot. Um, And since I am the oldest here and the host, I will go first. Okay. So, for cars that I like, um, like favorite cars, I am fairly weird, as you guys know. I prefer strange, out there, small, odd, hated cars. Like the Gremlin, the Pacer. I like the Pontiac Aztec. Uh, You know, cars like that. Uh, My favorite (laughs) weird car of all time is not really hated. I like the Citroen SM. A Citroen with a Maserati engine. It's an interesting car from a different time period that's just... The Citroen SM. Oh, the Citroen what? Oh, the Citroen SM. Okay, yeah, I've heard him talk about that before. Wasn't that featured in James Bond at some point? Mm, I don't think so. Maybe. It's in the James Bond car pack on Forza, so I'm figuring. No, it is not. JT, that's the Citroen. Oh, I'm thinking of another one. It's a 2CV, JT, is what it's called. I'm not thinking of that as well. Daisy's just a genius. So, Shut up. Shut up. Let's have the car go next. It's whatever. So go ahead. Go ahead. 69 Camaro SS and um, Nissan GTR 34, pretty much. Two faves. <sighs> so not really. Lame. Seven, go ahead. Citroen. Uh, well, firstly, the Citroen SM was not featured in James Bond, so I'll correct myself. Uh, anyway, as you know, or it should come as no surprise, my favorite car is the 1967 Ford Mustang. There's just something about pony cars that I just like. There's just, there's just... Something about the shape of this this Mustang in particular that I just find so nice. Like mm. it was just different, you know. It was a, an experimental time because after the '66, they changed the look of it a bit and made it a bit more slanted in the rear and less boot. Uh, and they also in the rear end, the tail lights have the like curve in the um, tail light um, uh, thingy. Yeah, I Thank forget. 
the like, you know, the array or or whatever the word is for it. Array. Um. Hmm, yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, that was interesting. We didn't really talk much about our favorite cars. Well, we did, but I guess we don't have many favorite cars. So, um, <laughs> let's continue on to cars that we particularly uh, particularly don't like for whatever reason. Um, and this is going to get slightly controversial oh. for some people listening. <laughs> Because I'm going to start this off with a full-on rant on the car that I think is most annoying, and that is the 93 to 2002 Toyota Supra, the Mark IV, everyone's little favorite Fast and the Furious icon. I think it's overrated. JDM fanboys and fans of the movie have blown that car up to proportions it doesn't deserve because stock, it was underrated, sluggish. It was limited to 156 miles an hour with 320 horsepower, which is impressive with a twin-turbo inline-six. Yeah, cool. You know, six-speed manual transmission option. It's a cool car for the time, but it's overrated. Really overrated. I mean, that's why we have upgrades. That's why we the have engine, The no, engine... Please. The engine, the 2JZ, miracle engine. Great engine. The car it's in, overrated. <laughs> Garbage. Yeah, what he said. JT, go ahead. I, I agree with this statement, to be honest. Like the Supra, I know don't Shane, I know Shane it's okay. too well. And I knew that he was going to start with the Supra. So I have to go with one of the most annoying and obnoxious, ugly-looking cars I've ever the Pontiac Aztec. Hey, I'm only saying a car I like. You're only attacking that car because I attacked your little lover boy I car. Hate the Aztec. <laughs> it has some cool features, but it's just ugly. It's cool. It's reliable. It's a GM. Solid engine, solid transmission. It's a solid off roader. And you get a tent. Whatever, whatever car. What other cars? Get a tent from the factory. Okay. It's, it's the only feature, but no. The only good thing that came from the Pontiac Aztec was it being featured in Breaking Bad. That is that is it. That is not apart the only from, good thing. Apart from that, there was also alongside a Wagoneer, which is it, a much better vehicle all around. However, it's not my <laughs> favorite. Yeah, car. but they're not comparing them like that, genius. So I don't know why you're saying it like care. that. And I like the Wagoneer a lot better. You're only mad because I attacked the Supra, so... Yeah, that showed up in the show, too. Even though it's kind of basic. The Aztec, the Aztec was such a weird car in its right, though. When it came out. Different time period, you know? People gotta remember yeah. that. Different time period. Trying to um, go with the different flexes was. from what we have now, which is Okay, JT, hold up. Seven. Mental period. Seven. Your turn. Yeah. What, what car do you think is whatever? Go ahead. Well, you sort of hit me on the thing. Because uh, I haven't really... <laughs> I, I wasn't really re- prepared very well for this type of question. Uh, but there's, there's a few cars out there that I hate. But I think 
the one that stands out more than anything is, what is everyone's it? favorite electric car from Japan, the Toyota Prius. It's yeah. a hybrid. Yeah. So it still has an internal combustion engine. Okay, hybrid, whatever. It's a it's fucking electric in some form. That's I'm gonna say I- the more moderns the more modern Priuses are, are better off than their older counterparts. The base ass. I disagree. I just hate the Prius in general. Like, if they were to make a sport model, it probably would look kind of cool. This is gonna be a very controversial subject for me. But if this I was- had to be forced into a Toyota, I if it was between the Super and the Prius. You know, you I'm Prius. why would you take the Prius? Well, okay. the sad I thing is, as well, Shane, <laughs> even wow. more controversial, is I hate Prius, but I would still have a Prius to a Supra if it's a Mark Four. If it's a Mark Five, then I'm going for the Supra. Oh, okay, okay. Let, let me let me get the room for a minute. I'm gonna be ranting. I ranted about the Mark Four. Now I'm gonna rant about it for Mark Five. Okay. Oh, for oh, fuck's sake. It's I take the, the, I take the BMW, okay? Here we That's go with this thing. argument we've been having for weeks. It's the yes. truth, though. BMW, that's all it is with a Toyota body. German. Well, suck your nan. <laughs> Wait, no. Don't do that. Suck your nan. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> This Sorry, man people, which sucking your nang, that nang, nang, no, yeah, okay, <laughs> I'm just gonna continue and fuck it up. Uh, no matter if it is a BMW or not, whatever your opinion of it is, I like the cars. So fuck everyone. Thank you. It's okay, not that I don't is... like it. It's not that he doesn't like it. It's just it's good working. Politically incorrect. The way it's yeah, built. politically incorrect. It should have been a Toyota, through and through, through and out. I get the yes, I get the point, but you can two JZ swap it, and put all Toyota components in it. So uh, there is you know, a full Toyota. It's just a hassle. Okay, okay. Let's talk about new cars that we all well that oh, at least I think we're all excited about, and that uh, is. America's new darling, the best car in the world, Corvette C8. Yeah, it called it. There's been so much about it recently, and I just saw some stuff about uh, about it while I was looking at the uh, thing that No Name sent me. There's actually a company planning to build a wide body for it with a wing, and it looks beautiful. A lot of people are racing for that, JT. Yeah. Because there's probably going to be a well, Liberty Walk kit. There's probably going to be that, whatever that is. A Speed Hunter kit. You know? Yeah, there's going to be a lot of kits for it. That future hunt right there. Yeah. This Go is on. going to maybe or maybe not upset uh, some people, but at first, I when I first saw the C8... I was the same way. I, I really didn't think all much about it. It was yep. sort of a miss for me. But over time, it has grown on me because it's just different. They've gone a bit innovative with this uh, latest Corvette, you know, being that I think it's the first mid-engine Corvette ever. 
Well, first mid-engine production Corvette. They were attempting to do mid-engine Corvettes way back in the mid-70s, but the world wasn't ready for them. And higher-ups at GM didn't really like the idea. It took like 40-plus years to finally get it, but I think this is the right time period for it because the car is solid. And I can confirm it. The C8 Corvette is faster than the new Supra, so booyah! Yeah, I think I saw an article about it saying that it achieved you like 200 care. miles. <laughs> Four miles an hour, something like that. Because if I ever got my hands on one of those Supras, I would 2J it. I would put a wide body on it. I would put a nice wheels. I wouldn't fuck yeah. around. I would get that thing to where I'd want it to be. I've seen as you have brought up the discussion of new cars, I've gone into my Discord because I have a section called Car News where I mostly just throws cars up yeah i post up some stuff uh we'll go we'll go up to the top and start from the thing uh there's a car coming out from a company called a spark it's gonna be called the it's gonna be called the owl it's a weird looking car it has gold wing doors it's like a supercar yes it is literally called the owl this sounds like a country uh, Grand Tour uh, uh, this, this oddly named supercar was unveiled by a Japanese startup in Dubai and scheduled to enter production in Italy in 2020. Okay, it's a Japanese company in Dubai. Wow. Okay, I, I don't even fucking know. That just confused me right there. Four motors from a 64 kilowatt battery pack something like that to generate 1985 brake horsepower or 1985 it's an electric supercar which yes. is cool and, um, I can dig that and uh, it apparently has a 1.69 seconds 0 to 60 which is mind boggling I, I think we can face it that we, we, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. is that all wheel drive uh, I've it doesn't say here, but I would assume so. Because <laughs> if it's yeah, rear-wheel think... drive and that enters production, it will be the fastest rear-wheel drive production car uh, to reach 0 to 60, because currently oh. I think it is the LaFerrari at 1.9 seconds. Ha- however, fast. however, I don't think any of us will be buying one very soon, because it has a price tag of $2.5 million. Everyone get so your checkbooks ready. Hold up, hold up, hold up, seven. I can handle this. Two point five million dollars. Million dollars? Oh no. <laughs> no uh, honestly, I, I feel like we should face facts now and, and uh, accept that every. Yo. Yo. What's a count? Oh no. Uh, there there is. Okay, we're just going to go for another 15 minutes. Sorry about that. I accidentally ended the stream because I'm a dingleberry. <laughs> so, right. what were we talking about? We were talking about new cars, so I'll continue on because I have a few more that I would like to mention about. Uh, Lotus has also uh, is also coming out with a supercar this year. It's called the uh, Evija. Okay. 
I've actually I've heard of that. Uh, Lotus is challenging founder Colin Chapman's "Light Is Right" motto by developing a nine. 1,973 brake horsepower, 1,680 kilogram hypercar named Evijar. That is, uh, a, I think, electric. Uh. Yes. Williams uh, F1 company is helping uh, to develop the car. So this, uh, so it's going to be pretty decent. There will be 130 uh, models made starting halfway through this year so very shortly uh it's apart from that it will cost two million so um yep you also won't be able to buy one of these either <sighs> well okay let's get out of the world of fantasy with these electric supercars that may or may not happen let's go yeah. back to cars that we do have right now uh and a car cars that shouldn't be around anymore. Uh, I'm always going to scathingly uh, say about this car, it's the 370Z, either change it up or kill it off, because you know, what's the point in 2020 for the 370Z? A car that's now what? Um, 11 years old and Bro, hasn't like had a major update and never? <laughs> Yeah, it was true. like nine or ten that car came out, and it's still been the same ever since, just with a tiny bit of a. Uh, uh, it started in two thousand nine. Was the first yeah. model year three seventy Z. It just had a little bit of a facelift, and that was it. And the um, the Nismo got a bit more powerful, but when I say a bit more, yeah. like two to three more horsepower. Yeah, they, uh, they did an update uh, in twenty fifteen. Mm. A facelift. <laughs> but I don't think there's anyone who still cares about the car. Like, what's the point of going out and buy a 370Z, a brand new one in three in uh 2020? Because you can go out and get uh 2015, and it's the same damn car, and it's gonna be cheaper. And there's probably way more desirable cars. anyway. Yeah. There's probably better cars that you can buy. But I seen a, a clean white one the other day. Well, seeing as we're on the discussion of cars, that, uh, uh, Jay Lee's, uh, why don't we all talk about what we actually drive? Well, I ride a bike. <laughs> For two of us, that's going to be an issue. <laughs> For three of us, cause yes, I have a car, but it doesn't really particularly do much. Uh, you get a Buick. Yeah. Yes, I have you, a Buick. You physically okay. own a car. You actually own... Yeah, you don't own... own. You own the... It, whatever. Your family owns the two cars. JT, does it really matter? No, it doesn't matter. No. <laughs> then why are you saying it? Shut up. Thank you. Well, as for cars that we personally own, since you two knuckleheads don't own anything but a bunch of pedal pushers, I do own a 68 Volkswagen Beetle, and thank you very much. So, I I have a car, I just don't have a license or physically have ownership of the car, but it will be mine eventually. It's a 1923, which is a 18 or 24 valve. What, what is yes, 
I just said a 1996 Toyota Camry. Ooh, a Camry. That is going to probably end up being my first car. So there you go, people. Um, back at other cars that I think should just disappear because they're too old. Uh, most of the Dodge lineup, and why when I say most of the Dodge lineup, the entire Dodge lineup. So and Chrysler. Well then. Well, you hate none of the Challenger and the Charger. Okay, first of all, I don't hate the Challenger. Great car. I've loved it since it came out 12 freaking years ago, people. Let's not forget that. 2008, you know. It's been okay? too fucking long, man. We're too old. At least me and you. Fuck. Like, the Charger's old. The Challenger's old. Uh, the Durango's old. The Journey's old. How are they old? They've been given updates. They are old. Yeah, they been basically a long time. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm looking at the charger now and the new one, and apart from like making it more modern, it's virtually staying roughly the same. Used to is the old motto, and it still applies today. Like the newest cars in the lineup are still like seven, eight years old, and that's the Charger and the 300C. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh no, the newest is the Pacifica that came out in 2016, Pacifica. so it's four years old. Mm. Uh, you know, whatever. You know, uh, I don't think there's any other cars besides. Well, I don't like particularly hate any of the Dodge cars. Oh, JT, freak! What'd you say? That is the 200 and the 300 still around. The 200, no, it's gone. The 300, yes. Does the 2020 300? Yes, there's a 2020 uh, okay. Speaking of uh, being on the subject of uh, cars that should end or end, uh, I'll also add to that and ended. Uh, <clears throat> rest in peace, Holden. That's a car company, not a model. They've been gone for a little bit. Like four years now. Four years, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Also, rest in peace, Ford in Australia as well. So basically, all car companies were made in Australia. So now Australia, also like New Zealand, does not make cars anymore. Um, First of all, New Zealand never made cars. Nope. So, well, they made cars, they just didn't make cars. <laughs> the greatest thing wow. to do with cars from New Zealand is McLaren, okay? So Yeah, that we gotta, wrong. I, I didn't that is, I yeah. disagree. I heard about that. Exactly. He said that. Because yeah. mm. like the lead designer or whatever, the guy that founded the company was from there, right? Yes, he's from Auckland. But you know what's funny, though? Cool. Um, th- there's nothing wrong with the car. I think it's a cool car. But for being a British car company and supposedly a oh, British okay. car, the McLaren Senna doesn't have a very British name as McLaren is a New Zealander and Senna is Brazilian. And they both died car racing. And Senna was one of their factory drivers. 
so they don't yes. be, you know... But Shane, the reason they named the car... Is- no, I know, it's just funny that it's a British car company, but both names aren't even British. <laughs> even though they'll say McLaren was British, but he wasn't. He was a Kiwi. He was a Kiwi. Wee, 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 wee. That's French. Speaking, speaking of talking about McLaren, uh, I know not everyone's delighted about the world of Formula One, but uh-huh. Daniel Ricciardo and Carlos... Uh, damn it, I've just butchered it. Well, I'm going to get hated in the comments. Uh, Daniel Ricciardo and Lando Norris are pairing together next year in F1, which I am very excited about. I don't so, know uh, McLaren is McLaren is going to become essentially meme Claren next year because those two are two of the uh, funniest uh, people on the seven, grid. So hashtag meme Claren. Seven, I'm finished. Your shit, your shit is cutting out. Well, your mom. Your mom. What you going to do? Doodle, little, little, little. Shane, Shane, this is a podcast about Back cars, not about year. running into people, fighting people. You okay. get it, you're from the Bronx. I'm not from the Bronx, genius. Okay, back, back to the subject and cars. Okay. JT, are you done running your fat mouth? Yeah, I think it ran out of breath. Come on, continue for fuck's sake. Okay, let's get back to our subject. Okay, uh, yes. cars that uh, we feel underwhelming that have potential. I guess that's where. Uh, wow. like one car I feel that is not utilized by GM is the Chevy Cruze hatchback. Like they could go one on one with the Focus ST if they wanted to, but they're not doing it. Like. Dude, you had an opportunity there. Yeah, well, the focus is it. dying, so now their competition is basically dead. Well, this is a perfect time to release it, then. Really? Chevy needs a hot hatch. <laughs> I feel All like right. uh, the Chevy Vega was uh, a, uh, um, a missed opportunity. The what now? No, the, the Vega wasn't a missed opportunity at all. It had its market, but... Because of issues and being the seventies and the spot weld shit, the Vega just lost favoritism with you know the world. Even though it had potential, like it had massive potential. I guess I was the only one who thought it never had any potential. Yeah. <laughs> well, it had potential, but you know, just media and a bad rep killed it off. Just like the Ford Pinto, which. Everyone, and I hate this, I'm going to rant and rave about this, I hate when people continuously say that the Pinto's an unsafe car, blah, 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 blah. Hey, geniuses, it only caught fire in 1970. The car was in production until 1981. I've never heard anyone so, say that it was unsafe. Oh, fuck. It, it had an issue if it got rear-ended, a bolt would puncture the gas tank and it catch fire. Oh my God. And a few people died. Yeah, awesome. that's wow. That's only for a few months in 1970, though. That's like I said, the car was in production for the next decade. Or at all. JT, 
What? You and your stupid analogies make no I'm sense just never. Saying no sense never. <laughs> you made no sense never right there. No sense never. That was the whole point, JT. Also, even though it is uh, currently the end of May, I'd also like to give a quick shout out uh, to my event coming in January 2021. Oh, my God. Stay tuned for that. Oh, Square. Sorry. It's going to be a big show. One hell of a loop. Year. <laughs> so, <laughs> JTO, I'll stick you in a fucking loo. Right. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Seeing as we're talking about cars, uh, what's everyone's favorite supercar of all time? McLaren oh, F1. God. You ruined it. Why? I can't even think this quick. Damn it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Well, while JT's thinking, me and Shane, uh, let's talk about the F1 and why it was why it was such a uh, great vehicle of its time. Uh, in '93, in '93, it became the fastest car in the world, beating the XJ220, um, capable of 240 miles an hour, and to my acknowledgement, is still the fastest naturally aspirated rear-wheel drive car in the world, and it's 20. Seven years old now, so. <clears throat> hey, one thing though. Uh, yes, the fastest naturally aspirated car is still the F one. Yes. No, I don't know what I was gonna say, uh, but yeah, it's just an interesting car. I really like the F one, you know, and for being a supercar. You know, it's very roomy because it can fit up to three people. What other supercar that can go 200 plus miles an hour can boast that? Okay, okay, then I, I got uh, and, and I completely forgot, but I'm going to say it. Then McLaren 40. say they would build another three seater car? I don't know. Or I swear at some point they like had a concept they were building another three car. But anyway, all right. Uh, so yeah, the Ferrari Cal- 40. Ah, yes. The, f- the first 200 mile an hour road car ever. Yes. Gorgeous, yet Shane says unreliable, and I, I, I would probably believe him because he's got the facts. But well, it's because it's, it's an 80s Ferrari, JT. That, that's <laughs> why I say that. Isn't that a twin <laughs> turbo V8 stock? And- yes, twin turbo yeah. V8. Turbo V8. Car that gave a run for its money. With how much horsepower? With the 95. Like three, four hundred something? I don't know. They're on there. We'll it's still amazing though. For for a car from the eighties that that it could hit two hundred miles an hour. But I guess that's just how technology and evolved over the years. I this mean was, the funny thing is this is this was post Veyron. Like when the Veyron came out, I was like, Oh, it's a beautiful car. It's like the fastest car in the world. Amazing. What? Nah, no, no, no. JC, Veyron wasn't made. The Veyron the compared to the F40 now. It's classic. It's stylish. Well, not 30 years, it's but not, at least it was another 25 years. That little weekend getaway. It's not a classic, it a classic. Uh, supercar. It's classic. It's not a classic. Why? It's not. It came out in 2005. It's not classic. No, no I'm, talking about, I'm not talking about the Veyron. I'm talking about the F40. 
that's not a classic. It's a legend, JT. There's a difference. <laughs> yeah. Classic legend. What's the difference? The the, the, anyway. the difference. Like the F forty is a legend. The F fifty is a legend. The F one legend. The XJ two twenty impressive. Is it because, because of it racing? was a twin turbo V six? No, all, because it, no. It, no, because they have reached legendary status, genius. Like, the That's F40 rough. is one of the most legendary cars of all time. Why? Because it was the first production car to reach 200 miles an hour. Actually, 201 miles an hour, but it, 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 whatever. Whatever. 200, speaking 201. Of, speaking of legendary stuff... Uh, the, the legendary thing now is the race for the first production car to reach 300 miles per hour. That's been a thing for the last 10 years. What are you talking about? And Kornseg's going to drop out of the race, so I don't know who's going to be competing after that. Bugatti. Do they want to They want to focus on other things now, JT. Are they going to make an SUV? <sighs> are they going to make a family station? JT! Wagon? JT, can I talk without you interrupting me? Hmm? Thank you. They they are making that for the Grand Tour with four seats with the, the which is impressive six hundred horsepower four cylinder a three cylinder sorry I don't know about this it sounds it's a little cool. bit sketch. They're making uh, them Koenigsegg now making a car called the Jamera, which just has 1100 horsepower, but it's a four seater. So, yeah, 1100 horsepower, four seater that'll get your Uber where you need to go. Imagine get one of those as your Uber in like Dubai, we sent you straight to the tort. <laughs> why would someone Uber a two million dollar car? Because, they yeah, that is it. that is a good. <laughs> JT, why a $2 million car when you can just own it? Like a YouTuber that buys one and just is like, I'm going to use this for an Uber. I don't know any YouTuber that's not named uh, PewDiePie that could afford a $2 million car. Hey, some could, Shane. There's some, certain some circumstances. But... Some yeah, say. but those were millionaires beforehand. I don't know if there's any YouTuber okay. right now that can afford it off YouTube alone. Like, okay, everyone well, goes out and buys these cars. There may be a world in which one day it does happen, but for now, there probably isn't, so let's just swiftly move on yeah. and continue our talk of the 300-mile-an-hour brigade. So Koenigsegg has the Koenigsegg Jesko, but I'm not sure if they're continuing on with that and whether or not it's going to hit 300 miles an hour. But one car that may actually be able to do that is the Hennessy Venom F5. The F5. Oh. Just bring the Shelby to Twatera back out, man. Yeah, bring mass produce that thing. Is that supposed to go no, through huh? it anyway? The the Twatera, is... whatever it's fucking called, the Shelby. The, S- the Shelby Super yeah. yeah. I don't know what the hell you guys are talking about. You never. It looks like a goddamn fighter jet. You Do you remember seen... Shelby? They built the Ultimate Arrow back in like two thousand eight, and that was the fastest Ford. car. Competed with the Veyron. And... <sighs> yes, it was the fastest car in the world until the Veyron uh, bet it in... 250 uh, miles an hour. JT! He has that problem. 
until the Bugatti Veyron Supersport, uh-huh. which was made in 2011, I'm pretty sure, ended up beating that doing 256 miles an hour, something like that. Which uh, <clears throat> was quite a feat. Yes. But yeah, the SSC Tuatara was supposed to be Shelby Supercar's uh, return to uh, take a gladiator sword fight to the, uh, Bugatti, but yeah. uh, it hasn't happened. Just like we're still waiting on Hennessy Venom to see if they can uh, accomplish their goal of reaching 300 miles an hour. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But, you know, that's all, you know, it's all about that. You know, it would be hilarious. Just, you know, it would be hilarious if. Mr. Right. Elon Musk, a guy I don't particularly like, decides to, I want to make a 300-mile-an-hour electric supercar super and out of the water. <laughs> JT, that's retarded. <laughs> JT, okay, firstly, the Cybertruck is not aerodynamic. Secondly, it's a shit car. Sorry, Elon Musk, <laughs> but it is shit. Um, and thirdly, it is not aerodynamic enough to reach 300 miles. It would blow itself to pieces. You because know, of the air just going. Speedo, one vehicle that is very aerodynamic that a lot of people overlook the uh, 60s Volkswagen buses. Those were very aerodynamic. What? I'm not, hang on. I'm, hang. I'm not lying. Shane, you know what we could do? We could just get your Volkswagen Beetle and make that do 300 miles an hour. Um. <laughs> Just strap a giant jet engine to the back of it. Why not? Versus Volkswagen. Call it the V3 Flying Bug. We <laughs> <laughs> like Top Gear when they drop the bug uh, from the helicopter and it splattered into the ground, except it'll be like that. Yeah, that super van strapped with rockets and launched into space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, that'll be changed. Yeah. Um. Though, so, uh, let's get back to the subject. Uh, actually, uh, we're still on the subject of cars, but let's get on the subject of different, like weird cars, cars that just I don't know, tickle weird our fancy. Though, yes, 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 weird but good. Um, oh, and underrated. Underrated, yes, that's a that's a better term. Underrated. First car in that category, the uh, Dodge Neon SRT4. Underrated. Great car. Love it. People hate the Neon, but the SRT4 was cool. So cool. An underrated, uh, there's a lot of underrated rally cars, but the... Uh, Opal Manta 400 was a very underrated oh, car badass. for its time. The Manta. See, yeah, sure, it was the Manta the was a Group B car, and the thing about that car, when it came out, it was still wheel drive, which in a world of all-wheel drive monsters at the time, yeah, it got overshadowed. The... So, Yeah, Audi S1 was... And you could you could add just the Alpine to that list too. From what was it, the seventies? Uh, JT, we're talking about eighties Group B all-wheel drive monsters, uh-huh. not a seventies rear-wheel drive French car, which is cool. It's still badass. I love the Alpine, but one car was really. But I'm not good with the whole underrated. I don't know what's underrated because I just use but whatever's there. But yeah. Thanks to 
a little company in America called Ford had to go damn room yeah. rupee jerks. Ford. Oh, did, it's, did they ruin it with the RS200? Yeah, yeah, because it killed like a whole bunch of people. It was a very unpredictable oh, bouncy car. Yeah, I, remember, I remember that. It said, I remember that some other car I read said it killed 17 people or something in one rally. So wild. When it crashed into a crowd. It was an unpredictable car. Wait, yeah, but even though it was unpredictable, the safety standards in the 80s weren't all the greatest either. No, not at all. To be honest. I mean, and it is Ford. I mean, if you will. Okay, yes, very funny. Ha ha. No, that is that is the truth. Right, come on. That is the truth. There's all the people in the. Oh, the Ford Mustang crashes into crowds. Yeah, but we're not that, talking that's about that. You're then. talking about it. I know, but I had to get it off my head because I knew someone was going to think that. Because crashing into crowds, haha. I'm guessing that started back off. then. The whole crashing into crowds deal with Ford no. started back. It's because, it's because idiots in Mustangs don't know how to damn drive them, okay? Yeah, but the RS200 like, was doing I, that. They killed off Rally before it even happened. Yeah, but they weren't. It wasn't people yeah, showing that, off. It was just a very unpredictable, rally. wild car. It was just because they usually lost control trying to, to gather up the, the bouncing. They were too light and too powerful. That was their problem. Boy. Uh, 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 not an underrated car, but an underrated car company that isn't really talked about all that much. Lancia. Uh-huh. I love Lancia. Lancia, oh, I could talk about Lancia for days. So cool. Yes, they're not. Yes, they're not reliable. No. Yes, they're, they're Italian. Yes, yes, they were a company that did eventually file for bankruptcy. Uh, yes, they're not the most likable company in the world. But if you are going to talk about Rowling, you have to talk about Lancia yes. because. Still to this day is one of the pioneers of rallying, especially during the eighties. They were, ugh, they, well, you mean the seventies, starting the seventies, yeah, late seventies, seventies, eighties, and nineties. Lancia was just a god, you know, with the O thirty seven Stradale, the Delta the Stratos. My favorite Lancia, the Fulvia. Fulvia is that's an underrated car. It's yeah, weird and quirky fun. too. It's it's all three in one package. Okay, Doug Demano. What? what? Hey, <laughs> I remember on Top Gear they pointed out a list of all the first things to do, and the Lancia Fulvia I think was the first front-wheel drive car to win a rally championship. Oh, huh. so that made it unique. They were also the first Lancia were also the first to uh, do full, uh, like twin turbo a car or something like that. I think they said mm. there were a lot of things I said. If you haven't seen the video about Lancia and Top Gear talking about the history of it and all, go give that a check out because uh, you're sure to... You know what an interesting fact about cars is, at least? Uh, How everyone, like, credits uh, Japan for being, like, the gods of the turbo. The turbo was actually an American thing, so... Mm. Let me guess the big trucks, semi-trucks. No! What? The first turbocharged production car was in 1962... Oldsmobile Jetfire. And then the Corvair got a turbo the next year. And then uh, turbos kind of disappeared for a while. 
And I think the next car company to have a turbo was the BMW. Uh, was BMW with the 2002 turbo, and they were followed by Porsche in 74. Oh, the 2002 turbo was such a good BMW. Back when BMW uh, was BMW and not a company that you have to worry about in five years, your car being so broken that it has to be totaled and sent to the junkyard. Uh, back to once, yeah, they uh, they made a they've they made like a remake of the uh, Stratos uh, a few yeah. years ago, which was yeah. cool. They've done two remakes of that car. Lancia's still yeah, around, though. The Stratos and, and made the Delta, I think. Because yeah. yeah. currently in Italy, you can get a Lancia badge version of 300C and the Town & Country minivan. What the hell? Yeah. Okay, I have an argument to bring up, seeing as we're on the subject of cars. What is with car companies and making their grills so gigantically big nowadays. Oh, like you mean Lexus, Acura, and um, Lexus, Acura, and Infinity, and then the American trucks. BMW as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those kidneys are getting bigger and bigger. Big motherfuckers. Yeah, like, which, like legitimately, what is with making them so big? At this point, you may as well just put a vacuum on the front end of your car. I don't just put know. a fucking air scoop. Endless air scoop. You may as well just have you may as well just have the whole front end as an air duct. I don't think anyone's not, worse than damn Acura now. Like, have you guys seen that new Acuras, those big sedans? Ugly. They like, have a why? massive grill. Oh, like, Honda. you could fit a why? mini TV in the damn thing. <sighs> <laughs> JT, what the fuck are you talking about? I don't know. It's JT. <sighs> Whatever. We, we, we never understand what it's been talking about since day one. This is why you like <laughs> me. Um, <laughs> oh, I don't know about that one, JT. <laughs> wow. Controversy on our own podcast. Oop. Um. <sighs> The BMW M3 was another very good car for its time. Uh, you mean the E30? E30. Yeah. That is like one of my favorite, um, is it sports cars or like compact cars? Sports or? car. Yeah, it's like one of my favorite sports they cars. They were also in Rally as well. And they were in DTM. Yeah. And the uh, European uh, Touring Car Championship. They were also in uh, V8 Supercars as well during the 80s around Bathurst. I don't remember that one. They were pretty much everywhere. You know, I've always thought it was funny uh, about uh, one car, um, the the 240. I'm not saying anything bad about it. I like the 240. Uh But the the whole problem with the 240, I'm talking about the North American car, the 240, not... Not the 180, not the 200, the 240SX here in North America. The, ja- the American. Yes. That car, great car, but engine, factory engine, eh, garbage. Like, what the hell, Nissan? Why didn't you just give us the SR, the, the 1.8? It would have been a lot better. What was, what was the factory engine? Was it a 1J? And a Nissan? No, it was a... Oh, it was an inline four. It's a 2.4 liter out of some Nissan pickup from the day. 
it's a K. It was a yeah. It was a KE24E or something like that. Or KE24DE. KA24, sorry. But, like, that, just that engine alone, I don't understand because it's, it. like, no one ever keeps them. Like, I've never heard of anyone modifying one of those cars and keeping that engine. It's always swapped with either an LS uh, or some other engine like the, the uh, RB or something like that. Hmm. Wait, they made an IMSA version of the 240SX? Uh, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Like IMSA, uh, the GT racing. Probably. There's a picture of one here that says Nissan 240SX IMSA GT racing. That's interesting. <clears throat> but I mean, if we're talking about 240s, then um, <laughs> I guess that uh, that is probably, when you think of drifting... Yes, another controversial subject. Uh, you you almost have to think of the 240, or at least the platform of Nissan, because, I mean, Nissan, when it comes to drifting, are sort of the pioneers. Yeah. Because it's just so easy with a real uh, well, giant actually, let's, Nissan. Let's actually correct that. Make- you mean the S car or the Sylvia platform because it's pretty yeah, much what it chassis. is. The S chassis. Because I think most people use them these days just because one, they look cool. Two, they're, they're an easy car to make a lot of horsepower with in real drive. And well, no, I think. Well, that's really not the point because. Any car can be extremely powerful. It just depends on what engine you put in it. True. It's just the car could handle. Like, it was a great handling car as, like, a driver. So, you know, it's just, Mm. you know, I guess that's what makes it so good at drifting. Like, it can handle the power and it can handle it. You know, it's a great chassis. And they're, okay, they're not really that cheap because every time you find a 240 here in America these days, it's either super overpriced or super, super junky. I'd buy a 240, though, for a daily driver. Yeah, but you wouldn't buy a 240. You'd buy a a 180 or 200. They still sell 240s here. There's some imported. Yeah, imported. Like, why wouldn't you just get, like, the better 180 or 200? Because most of the 240s these days, James, have all been probably modified. I, I don't see a lot of stock ones that come on sale very often. Here in America, you see a lot of stock ones and slightly modified ones and, like, modified ones. But mm. you still find a lot of stock 240s here. Uh, well, continuing on with the talks of Nissan, uh, this is going to be controversial to a lot of the GTR fans. But uh, my favorite GTR is the R31, which is may come as a surprise to a lot of people. But, you know, the way I see it is the R36, the R35 are just too new and too not cool. Um, uh, the, uh, the R34 is great. There is no R36. R36. No. Okay, sorry. Okay, sorry. I'll correct myself. The R35 is too new and not cool. The R34 is overrated as fuck. The R33, in my opinion, doesn't look nice. The R32 is a track day car, and I don't want a track day car, so that leaves you with the R31. 
and the R30. Uh, okay, uh, first of all, you always said controversial. The R33 is my favorite Skyline, period. Uh, GCR, blah, 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 whatever. The R33, yes. R32. No, I like it. No, I like the R32, but the R33 is just... I like the looks of it. It's just different. And yes, it wasn't as powerful as the R32, or it wasn't as, you know, nice as... Nice looking. It's still cool. Okay. Uh, this episode had some issues uh, on my end, and then I don't know what happened the second time. But uh, I we've gone for nearly an hour on this episode, and I think yeah. we should wrap it up here. Uh, so, thank you, everyone, for watching. Uh. Do we have listening. any people to thank? Oh, yeah, wait, listening, rather, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, I don't think we have anyone to thank. Uh, okay, I'll go ahead and... All right, uh, be sure to check out the uh, Iconic Entertainment channel. There shall be uploads there soon, hopefully. Uh-huh, Mr. Uh, Editor. Um... Also, be sure to check out that Automotive Guys channel. He makes some pretty dope content when he uploads. Uh, shut up, you. Uh, also, check out the Dirty Bird because he also yeah, makes good content when he uploads. Be sure not to check out the Curl because he doesn't have a channel yet. And have or a channel that videos. They don't have equipment to do videos. So I'm not doing videos yet. Okay, be... check out the icon. Check out icon Hoon Cows on Twitch. Well, he could, that. but he's being particular no. about it. So, let's not even worry about that. No, I, I don't uh, be sure to check out LT Wolf, even though he's not here. Uh, check out his channel as well for more uh, content from streams and stuff. Uh, as for our. Uh, Schedule coming up, Shane. Uh, I said it pretty much last night, but I'll say it again. Uh, we have the week of streaming coming up next week, and then we go into our new schedule, which is Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. Uh, you know, check out Iconic Hour, uh, the greatest show on YouTube and the world. So, the <laughs> Wait, no, not retarded. Uh, the most humorous. There we go. Wow, seven. Wow. <laughs> We're going to get so much hate because we've used the R word twice on this entire stream. Wait, what now? What's the R word? <sighs> retard, retard. <laughs> oh, there we go. Four times. Uh, be sure to also check out the That Automotive podcast, which will be coming soon to you. Uh, yes, I'm starting off a podcast. Um, is it going to go well? Well, you'll find that out in time. I'm also going to be featuring some wonderful guests, trying to get new and exciting people on the show in the form of drifting drifters, etc., etc. So stay tuned. Unless your name is Hoon Cow, and then you're not allowed, so. 
Yeah, right. what should the cows exclude from this There's one? Plenty of the story for me at this has to do with drifting and the whole, you know, starting out and all that. I, I will be involved in this. <laughs> so says he. Hey, we'll see about that one, Uh Right, anyway. This has been another Iconic Chats episode, and until next time, uh, goodbye. Bye! We hate you! I mean, we love you! I mean, I don't know. Whatever. I like Yeah, bye. Bye. Enjoy your bread. Stuff it down your throat. Ah!